want to get Chris Ballas in from the Wolverine.com uh, here on signing day two with more coaching movement with Michigan, Chris, uh, the NIL things that you have detailed at the Wolverine.com. Ward Manuel and University of Michigan had better start moving faster to keep good people in Ann Arbor and to keep good players in Ann Arbor. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And everybody said, well, you can't panic and you got to, you know, I mean, people here have been treating it sometimes like it's a fad, which is a joke because obviously this is the direction that college football is going. Now we'll see where it is in two or three years when you have revenue sharing. But right now it's basically Ohio State's become the New York Yankees, right? And they're like, okay, we're so embarrassed and ashamed from of losing to Michigan three years in a row that we're going to go ahead and outspend everybody so that they can't beat us. But if you look at Michigan's roster, if, if you look at the guys that contributed to a national championship team, Mason Graham and Kenneth Grant are going to be first-round picks. These are guys ranked between 200 and 300 in the rankings. Carson Barnhart was a three-star. I can go right down the list. Rod Moore was a three-star safety out of Ohio that Ohio State didn't want. So really a great job identifying and developing talent by Michigan. So we'll see if Sharon Moore can keep that. But Mike Elston, losing him is a blow. They're still waiting to hear on Steve Klink's scale. We think he's going to be leaning towards coming back to Michigan. Michigan's secondary coach, who's absolutely elite and co-defensive coordinator, but he's been told that you know they're looking likely looking outside at guys like Wink Martindale and Joe Cullen, guys that are familiar with the Ravens system, Baltimore Ravens system, at coming in here and being the defensive coordinator. So they still have some work to do. So tough for Sharon Moore in the in the short run, but main main thing, Bill, is securing these players to NIL contracts and making sure that they stay in Ann Arbor next year. Now you can see why uh, a lot of college coaches, including the BC coach, uh, going uh-huh. to the NFL that. Now you got to re-recruit your players. Uh, you have to deal with NIL. And even I'm looking at Michigan, and I mentioned this coming into you, with three straight Big Ten championships, with three straight dominating wins over Ohio State, with a national championship, with three straight college football playoff appearances, I just mentioned on the on3.com team recruiting rankings, number 13, and they're – pegged at number 15 right now, a year from now in 2025, you would think Michigan would capitalize and be top five with their football resume right now. You would, and that's just kind of the nature of the business now. Ward Manuel came out a few weeks ago and said, we're not paying guys to come here. And uh, I agree with him. It's still illegal, right? The transformational transactional thing only goes so far though and the thing is if you're not going to do that then again you have to have the strong nil in place so kids know what they're going to get when they when they come here and i know somebody who was down at northwestern recently and i i don't know remember if we talked about this or not but it was looking at their basketball program and how they had uh, an agent with an office on campus one of these agencies uh that LTS or something like that, where they can kind of monitor and, and provide NIL opportunities for kids. And if you don't have that support for them, then you know what? That is almost number one in importance anymore. It's not about academics and education and everything else. It's about what opportunities am I going to get to make money? And I don't think that's unfair to a lot of these kids, especially the ones that come from backgrounds where they don't have the means to go to, to college and, and they can capitalize on their name, image, and likeness. So they needed to be better prepared for that, and they weren't. From what we understand, they still don't have an NIL director, and that's something that was recommended a long time ago. And to me, that's inexcusable at a place like Michigan. But, again, I'm not the one making the decisions over there, and I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but it just doesn't seem to be seem like they are 
a step ahead of everybody. It seems like they're seems like they're a step behind, Bill. You know, Chris, and it's something that you're not going to see now. Obviously, they won the national championship, but when you're 15, 13, winning championships, Big Ten and nationally, and you're not capitalizing on recruiting, that will catch up to you. It will. It will. Yeah, and you know the portal. Everybody talks about the portal, but you don't want to build your team in the portal either. You look at Michigan basketball, and I understand that it's a different sport, but it's hit and miss. And you need that culture. The, the culture is one of the reasons that Michigan won this title, right? And these guys stayed together and took less money to come back for one last chance. You know, we said it had a last dance feel to it in the fall, and it certainly does appear that way now, right? When Blake Corum coming back and JJ McCarthy and all these guys, Nick Zinter and Trevor Keegan and and God bless them, man. 15 and 0, that's something that Michigan fans will never forget. And it's funny, you know, we've been get, taking some criticism about how we are whining. And didn't, don't you, didn't you love that? And I'm like, yeah, didn't you? And wouldn't you like to see it continue? Because you've got the resources at Michigan to have great teams year after year. You don't want this thing to fall off a cliff and, and be the Jerry Krause Bulls after their last dance. You want to keep it going. So, and if you're the leaders and best, then you should be in position to do that. And right now they are not. Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com joining us here on the huge show across Michigan talking about uh, the coaches leaving, also filling out the staff. This is kind of strange uh, that there's not faster movement on finalizing your staff, but I know you hit the ground running. I know you had uh, the recruiting trail all across right. the country. You had to get out there, so I'm not going to pile on uh, more just yet because everything's been moving at warp speed. Uh, with Harbaugh uh, leaving for uh, the Chargers. And I'll get your thoughts on some of the signing day number two uh, names on paper for Michigan. But when will Moore finalize his staff? How important is it to get it done sooner than later? Yeah, really for the kids. You know, I've been talking to parents of kids, and they want to know who their coaches are going to be, if they're going to be staying here, and who they're going to be learning from. We do think that Joe Cullen is the guy that is going to be number one on their list, and he's really come a long way. He's been a D.C. finalist, I think, and and Seattle's been looking at him. He knows the Ravens system as well. Uh, He had a history here in Detroit that wasn't great, but he has gotten it together. He's been it's been 18 years since then and uh, and really has made a, a name for himself as one of the top defensive minds in the game working at Kansas City right now. So we think he's number one on the list. You would hope to keep Klingscale as co-defensive coordinator. And then after that, it's kind of wide open. We've heard Wink Martindale's name. He was with the Ravens, and he's been in the NFL. But he's a guy that's been an NFL guy. Do you really want to, does he really want to come back to the college game? So uh, we'll see what happens. But I know they're going to throw a ton of money at somebody. And that is the biggest step right now because the offensive staff is in a pretty good spot with Grant Newsom at the offensive line coach. Still don't know what's going on with Mike Hart. Uh, haven't heard a lot there about whether he's going to be retained or not at running backs. But Ron Bellamy at wide receivers, Kirk Campbell, a quarterbacks coach, going to stay there and then also move to OC. But it's that defensive staff because that's where your big-time players are, your Mason Grams, your Kenneth Grants, your Will Johnsons, and having to keep them next year. If you do that, Bill, you're going to have a really good football team. I believe that if you can find a quarterback they're, they've got some good young linemen. Uh, they've got an offense. They've got some good young receivers. But if you lose those stars, then you're talking about a rebuild here, and it's going to be really, really tough. All right, Chris, on signing day number two uh, on this Wednesday, some of the new blues, as they're saying on the Michigan uh, football Twitter, uh, looking at Jeremiah Lowe, uh, 
Uh, also, uh, Buck Benro. Uh, who are some of the names? Any standouts oh. here that helped this team? I know signing day one in December is a big one for most power four schools, but uh, what about the names who signed on the dotted line today for Michigan football? Yeah, you know what? To me, it's I barely even looked at it, Bill, and it's a lot different than it used to be, right. and it's un, it's unfortunate because uh, this used to be such a great day, and and it's different now, even in December, because you have so many flips now. It's like who's getting the money? Uh, who's you know? You got a guy? Okay, somebody comes in with an offer at the last second, and uh, to me, it's. Um, you know what? It's really more about 2025 and building towards that. You're going to have those guys that are that sign late. Uh, Michigan it hasn't gotten a, a like a five star on signing day in a long, long time. I remember back in the days of Sean Crable and Lamar Woodley when we would be going to their press conferences expecting Michigan to land them. But it's just a different era. So uh, I'll be honest. Going into this week, I'd forgotten it was even the second signing day. That's how irrelevant it's really become. So um, I'm sure that's something that you guys will talk about a little bit later. But for me, uh, I'm concentrating right now on the coaching searches and and what kids they're recruiting to stay here at Michigan because they got a lot of work to do there. There some of these uh, some with some of these kids that are, are on the fence. Yeah, and a solid class. Again, I mentioned 13. 2024 rankings on 3.com, 15 for 2025, and that's why I think they hit the ground running with Sharon Moore, but uh, the official class uh, looks pretty strong. Uh, Hogan Hansen, tight end out of Medina, Washington, Jeremiah Beasley. I remember him in Belleville. Yes. Played with Bryce Underwood. That guy's a stud linebacker. He's the type of guy that can help you early. He can. Yeah, exactly. And he's got the body for it. If you look at him and everybody was hoping that Bryce Underwood would come with him, but uh, obviously got a nice deal to go to, to LSU. How much did LSU give him? How much did Brian Kelly and LSU give Bryce Underwood out of Belleville, Michigan? That I don't know, but I I can confirm that it was a lot more than Michigan. (laughs) So, and that's a problem when you've got these elite quarterbacks like him uh, and Dante Moore last year that, are getting out of your backyard, but what do you do about it? And uh, it's really tough now. Detroit has become one of those places like everybody else where it's easy to, to grab some of these kids. And uh, it's frankly, it's the way it is around the country now, Bill. If you've got, a, got something to offer, then people are going to listen, and it's really hard to blame them. Yeah, looking at the other names now between the two signing days, uh, Brady Pricecorn, who's a tight end out of Lake Orion, Michigan, uh, Jacob yeah. Oden out of Detroit, uh, Blake Frazier out of Austin, Texas, Cole Sullivan, a linebacker out of Pittsburgh, uh, Jake, uh, I think it's Cornera, uh, who's out of Florida, big offensive lineman, edge rusher Dominic Nichols out of Maryland, Jaden Davis, he's a quarterback. And again, Campbell, I saw the yep. story at the Wolverine.com talking about this QB, open QB competition going into the spring. This is going to be one of the more interesting springs for Michigan football in a while because everybody wants to know who's replacing J.J. Right, and they're going to go look to the portal, I'm sure, as well. And then you got to keep your guys. There's another portal entry in uh, in April that you're going to have to sweat out because all these kids, now everybody's saying, well, nobody's leaving Michigan. Well, right now they're in class and they're immersed in it. It's going to be that April portal when people really start coming after their kids and they're going to have to sweat that out. In addition to that, Michigan's going to go out and look for some positions to try to fill some needs too. Uh, wouldn't be surprising at all to see them look at a wide receiver, obviously a quarterback, maybe another linebacker. So uh, this is, you know, it's like there's a different season now every 
every season. You look at spring, and that's a huge season for recruiting. You look at summer, it's it's class of 2025 kids. So never seems to end, Bill. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I'm trying to navigate the NCAA dead periods, what you can and can't do as a parent of ACE as a recruit, and I feel like I'm taking an algebra test when I'm reading you know, <laughs> what I can, cannot do, what contact, dead yeah. periods. I mean, it's crazy. It's nuts. It is. It's stupid, and if you break one of those rules accidentally, they're going to come down on you for it, right? Even though some kid shows up to his presser in a Lamborghini. Oh, how so. how fitting would that be if I took down Michigan football? <laughs> <laughs> I might never come on your show again. You might buddy. not have to come <laughs> on. I'm like, yeah. like and here's here's photo of Bill getting a satchel. As you can see, the Benjamins are sticking out of it. Hey, if your, your kid's on the trajectory that we think he is, man, you never know because uh, that, I've seen this film and Doug Skeen's seen this film, and that that boy can play some football. Yeah, you know, we'll see, man. I'm not, you know, I'm. It's uh, forbidding. Please contact Bill Simonson. That's not. Hey, uh, <laughs> we're not in Alabama, okay? We're not in SEC country. Everything's above the board. Uh, some of the other names: Josiah Edmond, DB out of Indy. This is the final recruiting class for 2024. Andrew Sprague, offensive lineman out of Kansas City. Ted Hammond, defensive lineman out of Cincinnati. Uh, Channing Goodwin, who was out of Charlotte, North Carolina, wide receiver. Owen, I think it's Waffle, or he has a great name, Waffle. Waffle. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. one. There's, there should be. There's only one A. That should be Waffle. <laughs> Probably. Okay, defensive uh, yeah. lineman. Uh, Jordan Marshall, yeah. running back out of Westchester, Ohio. Jaden Smith. Linebacker out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Amarion Stewart, wide receiver out of Chicago. Edge rusher Devon Baxter from Clinton, Maryland. Micah uh, Kabapana uh, from Hawaii. And if I'm anywhere close to that name, God bless everybody. Running back Mason Curtis, edge rusher out of Nashville, Tennessee. Luke Hamilton, offensive lineman. Kind of looks Amish, but you'll take him out of uh, Akron, Ohio. DB Jeremiah Lowe out of Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, ben Roebuck out of Youngstown, Ohio. Edge uh, Lugard out of Kijabai Bowie, Maryland. <laughs> I what are some of these names? What are they? They got University of Michigan, Samoa? What's going on? <laughs> I tell you what, it's uh, it's hard for even me anymore to know all these names and we follow. Oh my god, I name, feel like I'm I, I need Jeopardy music right now, uh, Bill. How much you get to put on E uh, Dog Pie? Yeah, I think the K is silent. Uh, oh, uh, how am I supposed to know that? Yeah. And take the K out of the name. There you go. Like F.A. Udo. I used to remember the first time I, he put, went to Michigan and went to the pros and transferred to Baylor. I called him F.A. and he hung up on me. All right, so what about what about the guy from Anchorage in the 2024 recruiting class from Michigan? It's David, is it Pale Pale? Yeah, yep. Um, he's a guy that was committed to USC. Michigan was the heavy favorite initially, then Penn State, then USC, then he came back to Michigan. He's one of those guys they think can be one of those fire plugs in the middle of the line like Mason Graham and very strong kid, probably a little bit underrated, but the kind of kid on the defensive line that you need to win titles. And let's be honest, that's one of the big reasons Michigan won that national title bill was that defensive line finally got to SEC standards is how I call it. When you've got those guys that can run and that are that strong, that's going to win you a lot of football games, and that's why it's so imperative that they get him back next year. Was this the kid that he trained by having Grizzlies chase him? 
Uh, that I can't confirm, but uh, <laughs> he's from Pennsylvania. And uh, it's his Anchorage. So, but, it's his Anchorage, Alaska. Yeah, but he he went to school in Pennsylvania, and okay. uh, so right. yep. But I, just, uh, I did pretty good. There's two names there that, and again, I'm yep. nothing against Samoa. Okay, I'm not going to get uh, upset of why that whatever. I did pretty good with the 2024 Michigan recruiting class. EJ Holland, who handles recruiting. For the Wolverine.com, he'll join us. Also, Zach Libby, Chad Simmons in our next segment on 3.com National uh, Recruiting Insider. We'll get his thoughts on Harbaugh leaving and coaches leaving and the impact nationally for the Wolverines. Chris, thanks for the update, my man. Anything people need when it comes to Michigan football, the Wolverine.com. And your championship uh, limited edition book is available there, too. Yep, we're going to get one to you, Bill, and thanks for having me, brother.